Now, this miracle that I saw, this supernatural thing that I saw, I thought that it was really cool. And God, uh, Johnny, the way that God does stuff every now and again, you know, he'll, he'll use technology to do stuff. And I remember uh, one, one weekend uh, in our church, we were preaching. And at the end of this service, I just felt led of the Lord to give those who were there the opportunity to receive something supernatural. Like I heard about some crazy things that were going on. And I just made a call for people to get in a line. And I was going to pray for them, believing that God would do the miraculous in their life and in their situation. And I'll never forget this. My wife was there. It was just, it was, it was just amazing to see how God did this. The, so there was this lady in the line. And by the time her time came, she said to me, she says, Pastor, I have my mom on my cell phone. She's like, my mom has not walked in over a month because of this, uh, this affliction that she was facing. So she was in the hospital bed and she couldn't get out. Her legs were not working. And so she was bound to the hospital bed. Somebody say she couldn't walk. And so I, I told her, I said, we're going to pray for your mom over the cell phone. So I'm going to lay hands on you. And she was going to stand in intercession for her mom, believing that her mom would receive something supernatural because she could not walk. So I laid hands on her, anointed her with oil. Her name is Desiree. So prayed for Desiree. And we prayed against whatever it was that was stopping her mom from being in the position where she could walk. And I kid you not, she left with the cell phone. She went to the back. Uh, after that took place, she went to the back of the building. And I continued to pray for the people who were there. We saw God do some other amazing things uh, during that service. And at the end of the service, Desiree comes running back in with her cell phone. And she's like, Pastor, Pastor. My mom said, whatever the prayer was that the pastor just prayed, she said, I'm up and I'm walking around the hospital. We serve a God who is able to do supernatural things so she brought her faith and her cell phone and she believed god to do the miracle in her mom's life and god did the supernatural and her mom was able to get up and to walk glory to the name of jesus and so some of you all are looking at me and you're saying well that didn't happen to my mama and i believed and i prayed and then this person died and this happened and that happened yes the fact remains because we have have to balance our theology that God does not heal everyone and we've seen scenarios in scripture where Jesus will go to a place with a bunch of sick people and only heal one does this mean that Jesus is not a healer no this means that God is sovereign and he can choose to do what he wills. But God is sovereign, not us. So what does that mean for us practically? What that means for us practically is that Jesus knows who he's going to heal or who he's going to do miracles in their lives. But it's not our job to judge. Many of us have not experienced the supernatural in our lives, not because God is not willing or we. it's not that he doesn't want to heal our family member or it's not that he doesn't want to fix our marriage or it's not that he doesn't want to fix our mind but many times it's because 
we have already come to the conclusion that he's not willing to do it before i don't know about y'all but i'm to the place where i'm not going to say god's yes or no for him come on somebody i'm going to believe god until he says yes or until he says no and you got to get to the place where you're mature enough who am i talking to on this morning where you say god if you do it i'll give you the praise but even if you say no yes ain't the only answer that you give and so therefore i'm going to give you praise whether you say yes or no because the fact of the matter is that at the end of the day god's plan is going to prevail and he's going to do the best not only for us but he's also going to do the best to get the glory out of it and so we have balanced theology, but I'm here to tell you this, that many people are just not seeing the miraculous. We're not seeing the supernatural, and it's because we are filled with doubt. And I love this passage because, as I shared with you, it's just amazing to me how Jesus' first miracle is something that some of us would consider to be trivial. Or some people would even look and say, it's sinful. Why would he participate? How could Jesus do that? You know, and I just love how Jesus does stuff that just flies in the face of our religion. It, he does stuff that flies in the face of things that we think are orthodox or unorthodox. He is God and he does as he wills. So this is the first thing I want to pull out of the passage today in John chapter 2. And we've been unpacking and exploring Jesus' first miracle wherein he changed water to wine. Last week I challenged you in the from the place of obedience and challenged you about the importance of following and doing what Jesus says. But now here in this passage it shows us look at look at here in verse 9 after the wine was made when the master of the feast tasted the water now become wine and did not know where it came from though the servants who had drawn the water knew the master of the feast called the bridegroom the first thing i want you to know here is the fact of the matter is that notice this the master had absolutely no clue where the wine had come from in fact i would even use my sanctified imagination to say that he probably didn't even know that the wine had run out in the first place oh my god somebody's gonna see where i'm going in a minute uh because mary was the one who was interested in his well-being remember i shared with you it was mary who went to jesus and said hey jesus the wine has run out we don't want these people to be embarrassed essentially is what she was saying so can you fix this situation and so in other words the master the master's issue the master's situation the master in that passage in the bridegroom the master had no clue that the that that miracle had taken place notice it says he didn't know where the wine came from he had absolutely no clue where the wine had come from he had had absolutely no clue that that miracle had taken place but yet and still God Jesus who was there had taken care of his problem even though he didn't even know about it can I just start by telling you today point one as it pertains to supernatural solution is that God often meets our needs that we don't even know that we have oh my God the master 
He had absolutely no clue that this had taken place. But I love the fact that God often is fighting for us like we sung in the song. God is fighting for us and pushing back the darkness. And you know the fact of the matter is that a lot of times we give God praise because of the things that we know. You know you got into that car accident and you're like thank you God you spared me from that car accident. You know or your mind was messed up and and God regulated it and you say oh thank you Lord for regulating my mind. You know those are the things that we experience that we know about the, that God has done in our lives but I wonder if there are two or three people in here that know today that every now and again babe you got to give God an IDK praise an IDK praise is that what does what does IDK stand for and I don't know praise come on somebody because there's certain things in your life right now that you don't even have a clue what it is that God spares you from when I was growing up Jojo they used to say we thank God for keeping us from danger seen and unseen man there's some car accidents you should have been in but the angels of the Lord were with you come on somebody there's some times and some relationships that you wanted to get in but God blocked that relationship because he knew that it was going to take you out you didn't even know about that thing but that was God blocking you from getting into this thing that would have jacked up your life there's some sicknesses that were headed your way that the devil had a conference a press conference with his demons and his imps and they said we're going to try and send this cancer to this person or that person but then Jesus decided even you didn't even know why you was fast asleep Jesus was fighting for you while you were even knowing about it I wonder if there's anybody this morning that would give God an IDK praise because even now when you're sitting here the devil wishes that he could go and break in your house we sit here and we take our security for granted and we don't realize we're not really as secure as we think it's simply an illusion at any point in time somebody can go and break down your door at any point in time somebody can go and break your car window and take it but I'm so thankful that God often will spare us from things that we don't even know that's happening in our lives can I even help somebody to understand it's some stuff in your life right now that you're complaining about and you think oh this is the worst thing that I've ever faced in my life and yes it might be hard and yes it might be difficult but can I tell you that you don't realize that it could always be worse come on it can always be worse there are things in your life that are difficult but you need to trust and believe that they can always be worse and so we've got to be to the place where we recognize and understand that God is moving on our behalf even when we don't even know it i love how matthew matthew jesus says in matthew 6 verse 8 jesus talks about how god knows about the things that we have need of before we even ask and so god many times is moving and meeting needs that we didn't even recognize that we had and so moving for somebody say an idk praise and I don't know praise. You just got to every now and again just thank him for what he's blocking in your life that you don't even know that he's blocking. And so the master called the bridegroom says that everyone serves the good wine first. Somebody say the good wine first. And when the people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. 
This is the first of signs that Jesus did. You know, essentially what happened is that the best was saved for last. My God. Uh, and you know, the point that I want to draw out of this, number two, number two, I want you to understand that God is not limited or governed by human systems. In fact, look at your neighbor, tell him, tell him neighbor, oh neighbor, tell him God is not limited by human systems. What do I mean by this? Notice he says, he says in the text that people usually serve the, 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 the good wine first. And then after people have served the good wine and the good wine is put out, then thereafter is when the poor wine is served. Are you with me on this morning? And so he's saying, and so what Jesus did is that Jesus ended up making it where what was, uh, what they were accustomed to experiencing, what was the norm, what was the regular, what was customary, what was the, the system, the way that their system uh, was set up, that he decided that he was going to operate in a different manner. And I just showed up on this morning to talk to somebody today to let you know you're looking at your, you're looking at your logic and you're using your logic to determine how it is that God is going to do the supernatural in what it is that you're facing. Man, someone who grew up like me and someone who experienced what I did and someone whose parents said this or someone who was bullied in this manner or someone who got these type of grades in math someone who failed high school should equal this this or this based upon this usually people when they go through this or that they are end up operating or being in a position like this and many times we limit what God wants to do in our lives because we're basing it upon the world's system or the norm or the status quo but I'm here to tell you that God is not limited come on God is not limited by your situation he's not limited by your system and so I wanted to just come this morning and speak some life into somebody who's here to let you know that to look at your situation and determine what God wants to do in your life based upon the systems of this world if you can work your situation out and you could bring something good out of it by yourself then it wouldn't be supernatural but God is a God that can make one plus one equal 50 the equations that you're using are not relevant in the context of our God God is a God that can add to your life through subtraction there's some people uh, that you that you thought should be in your life right now. Who am I talking to? There's some people you thought should be in your life. There's a car that you wish that you could have had. There's a house that you wanted. There was some things, there are some friendships and you were wondering why there's certain people walked out of your life and the reason why many times is not because you just are a horrible person, but many times it's because God will add to your life through subtraction. Come on someone. There's people that have left your life there was a job that you lost and as a result of the job that you lost you got a better job than that job and I just want to prophesy to somebody on this morning that what it is that you're facing don't look at it based upon the eyes and the systems of man don't you understand that the prophet Isaiah declares the prophet Isaiah was a prophet in the Old Testament who God used to declare his word prophets were people who spoke as mouthpieces of God 
God it, before the word of God that we have here the Bible was established and the prophet Isaiah declares of the Lord and says don't you know that my thoughts are not your thoughts come on my ways are not your ways saith the Lord we serve a God who is omniscient somebody say omniscient you know what that means it means that he knows everything and this is why I love Proverbs 3 5 and 6 because Proverbs 3 5 and 6 says trust in the Lord with all how much of your heart all of your heart and lean not to what your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path man i love that right there because that's a black and white promise it says he will direct my path he says trust in him and lean not to your own understanding you know what that means don't put god in your box you know what that means don't put god and limit god to what you think should take place if you serve a god that is for you you serve a god that says in romans 8 28 for we know all things work together for good come on to them who love the lord and are the called according to his purpose you know what that means the good is working out for my good you know what that means the not so good is working out for my good that boss that's been picking on me that's even working out for my good the sickness that came my way that i don't see how this is gonna work even that is working out for my good my kids acting up and and being so disrespectful and rude even that is working out for my good how many of you like to eat flour by itself how many of you what would you would you Benita, you know we love food and stuff would you, would you just want to take a, a spoonful of nutmeg or vanilla just like just eat you know how many how many of us uh we just would love you know to just go and just and and, and yeah you know and some sugar maybe some of us would love to just put some sugar and we could we just love to eat a spoon a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down you know but none of us we love we don't like some of those ingredients all of those ingredients go towards baking a cake. Come on, somebody. And so the fact is that even though the ingredients by themselves might not taste the greatest, I'm not just going, hey, I want a plate of flour for supper. All of those ingredients, when they're mixed together and put in the fire, oh my God, God, after it's put in the fire at 350 degrees or 425, maybe depends on what you're making. After it's been in there for some time, somebody shout time. Ah, oh my God. Grandma is able to make this cake, make a cake out of the ingredients that tasted bad by themselves. Who am I talking to on this morning? I want you to know that each of those things that you're facing, some of those things are good and some of those things taste not so good. But they, when they're brought all together, they're able to be made into something that tastes amazing. So people will be able to taste and see that the Lord is good. And a lot of the stuff that is being stirred into your life right now you're saying god this don't taste good and sometimes with the stirring with the stirring as it's happening we're feeling out of whack and we're spinning and we're saying god my life feels like things are out of control but let him keep stirring you some of you are in this stirring place and he's just adding ingredients into the bowl and then some of you are in the oven right now come on oh my god it feels really hot where you are it's getting hot in here but keep on all your 
your clothes but it's getting hot and it's getting hot and you're saying Lord I'm in this place of heat God I'm in this place where it's boiling God I'm in this place where it's burning well let me tell you some news have you ever heard of some individuals by the name of Shadrach by the name of Meshach man I feel like preaching and Abednego my lord there was a story in the old testament and these three individuals they were in a position where they got thrown in the fire because they were honoring they were honoring the lord and they were deciding that they would obey the lord and in fact it was so hot that the people who threw them in there they couldn't even survive or live out of that oh my there was some preaching all up in there there's some people who threw you in the oven and they couldn't even survive what it is that you face your haters can i just tell you about them uh many times there are folks that the reason why you're in what you're in now is because they threw you in there and they couldn't even survive it if they were the ones that were in there themselves but the good news is that the bible says that the king was questioning and saying hold up a minute we threw three men bound but now we see four men loose and one of them looks like the son of god i came to inspire your faith on this morning don't matter if you're in the fire it doesn't matter how it looks right now it doesn't matter how hot it feels if God has allowed you to be thrown in there God is just baking you at 350 degrees he's just making you into something awesome so that your co-workers will know that indeed he is good so that your household will taste and see that he is good so that this lost and dying world that is outside of these walls that they will taste and see that he is good somebody give him praise because his ways are not your ways and he is good we, we see in scripture uh, that it declares and says things like many who are first shall be last and many who are last shall be first uh, in Matthew chapter 19 uh, where there's that story of the rich young ruler and the rich young ruler was this guy who Jesus came to or came to Jesus and asked him how he would inherit eternal life and Jesus challenged him to see if he would think that he could earn it by his works. And Jesus challenged him in the, in the area of his uh, stuff, in the area of his material things. And at the end of it, he makes it clear, uh, the rich young ruler decides he was not willing to part with the things that he had in order to follow after Christ. And then the Bible de declares something after Jesus says more things there in that passage. It goes on and it talks about the first will be last and many who are last will be first this young ruler who walked away sorrowful because he was unwilling to lay down everything and follow Christ this rich young ruler who looked like he had it all together these people Jesus would make declarations in regards to them like in Matthew 21 verse 31 through 32 he would talk about how many people who were uh, who had it all together religiously when you looked at them and they had it all together that 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 many of these people uh, in in fact would be the last to enter into the kingdom of heaven and you know why because the fact of the matter is that just because you looked the part does not mean that people who looked the part actually are playing the part come on and the fact is that there are a lot of people uh, who are in church if i can just make it relevant today but are not actually in Christ. 
Christ. Are you with me? So he's saying that there are many who will be, who are first right now. When we look at them and we see them, you know, the people who are pharisaical, the Pharisees were people that took pride in their religious duties and they acted like they had it all together. They were like the brothers and sisters that when you come in the church, the, the, the ushers that want your gum and they look at you and they tell you, sister, you need to pull down your skirt and, uh, and, and, and wipe off that makeup. And you know, some of you, you didn't grow up in church, so you're not accustomed to this, uh, but there are actually people that would do this. And the crazy thing, Michelle, is that at the end of the day, sometimes some of those very same people that acted so high and so mighty, oh, and I don't watch those movies and I don't listen to that music. It's not sanctified. And I found that a lot of those same religious people that would seem as if they had it all together, they were the same ones that many times were getting caught up in scandals and all of this stuff because it looked like they had it together on the outside but the fact is what was happening on the inside was far away from what we thought and I'm just here to tell you on this morning this is what I love because we find people and I mentioned him last week people like David who David did not look the part his brothers when Samuel came to a point in the Old Testament Samuel was coming to appoint kings and David did not look the part and in fact David was the last one to be picked and he wasn't even displayed David was in the back taking care of sheep and he ended up being gone to last and it turned out that that one who did not look the part that one who was last that that was the one that God was going to use how about Paul Paul was an individual we know Paul's story we shared about him earlier in this series Paul was someone who he declares that he was the last of the apostles to be chosen someone say last he didn't even get to walk with Jesus. Peter, he got to walk with Jesus. He even got to cut off somebody's ear because he was, he was about it, about it for Jesus. Come on, somebody. He was about that thug life, that Christian thug life. And so he cut off somebody's ear for Jesus. Peter got to walk with him and all of them got to walk with him. But Paul did not get to walk with him. But God still used him to write two-thirds of the New Testament and do such a major ministry to reach the unreached, which were Gentile people. I love the stories like this. I mean, even Peter. Peter was a guy with anger issues. He was the dude that was a cussing fisherman. You know, he was the one that if you looked at him, you would say, man, that is not, that's not nobody that the Lord is going to use but it's amazing how God later down the line that Peter ends up emerging the one we looked upon as last that Jesus ends up using him to be the forefront leader in the church later on in the years and so I'm here to tell you I don't know where you feel last somebody today showed up you might not have been the first one picked for the team you might feel like you're last for everything someone this morning you might feel like nobody's ever looking at you you might feel hidden but I I'm here to tell you that oftentimes God hides his best for last and God is a God that is able to take people who are disqualified people who don't look the part and raise them up to do the most mighty things for the kingdom's sake and you know what I love you know what I love Chantal you know what I love about pastoring a church where like 85% of the people in our church are people who have no church experience or who haven't been 
in church for many, many years or people who have been, you know what I love about that? I love uh, because, you know, some of you guys are people that might not be looked upon. You're saying, you know, how in the world is God going to use me? I'm not someone who is who has this church experience. I'm not someone who has been this Christian for this long time, but I'm here to tell you that God can flip a switch in a matter of moments and someone, I'm a witness that God can take someone like me and that he can change our lives around and use us for his glory in a big way. I'm talking to someone who's hidden this morning. God has not forgotten about you and he's often saving the best for last. Man, there are prophets in this room right now. There are evangelists in this room right now. They are people that God is going to use in this house to be able to work miracles in this house. There are people, some of you will lay hands on the sick and they will recover and the city will know about it because God is going to use you. There are some of you here that are gonna. God is going to manifest through the words of wisdom and words of knowledge and you're going to be able to speak to people who are being inbound in broken places and healing and bandages are going to be put over their spirit because of the ministry that you do who am I talking to? I'm talking to some world changers today, there are some apostles in this place today there are some pastors in this house today and I'm even speaking in faith to the future of Serve City Church there are some of you that are going to be raised up and are going to be used for the glory of God and you never would have thought it, you never would have known it if we looked at you, you might not have been picked but God is not limited or confined to operating in the systems that we operate in and so my last my last point and we're closing uh in john chapter 2 at the end of the past the passage look at what he says here he says in verse 10 and they said to him everyone serves the good wine first and when people have drunk freely the poor wine. then the poor wine. see god don't operate like everyone but you have kept the good wine till now. Then verse 11, this, the first of his signs, Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. This is my third point. My third point is here. My third point is this, uh, that God often uses the supernatural to turn followers into believers. Notice this. It says that his disciples believed in him. Now, if you think about this, why, why does that even make sense? His disciples, well, aren't they his disciples? Did they not believe in him? They were his disciples. A disciple is a follower of Christ. But in this place, there are many people who are following after Jesus, but don't actually believe in Jesus. And this is why we find in John chapter 6, verse 66, the Bible says that there were many people, John 6, 6, 6, there were many people that followed him, but then ended up following him no more. Because just because you're following Jesus does not mean that you believe Jesus. And so Jesus, this is, this is, this is so important because there are many of you who are coming to church. There are many of you who are in a church environment. But really and truly my question today is do you truly believe in Jesus? Do you believe that he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you could ask or think? And I'm here to tell you, I'm here to tell you today. Because many of us say, well, I don't want to have, you know, blind faith through my life. I'm here to tell you that God is not calling you to have blind faith through your life. Your faith starts out where you're believing in a God 
that you can't see. But as you continue to go on, your faith is based on a God you can't see who does things that we can see. And so, and so my challenge to you, my challenge to you, my question to you is do you believe that God is able to do it? You've been walking after him. You've been following him for many of you. You've even showed up today and noticed these things that I've shared. People ask me all the time, Pastor Drew, why is it you, they, they tell me I lost all of my college years because I started pastoring. I got saved when I was 18. I got started pastoring when I was 20 years old. You lost all your college years. You lost all the fun years. If you call getting drunk and hungover fun, if you call waking up in people's bed that you don't know, uh, that you don't know, remember their name fun, then I'm straight. I'll pass. I'm thankful that God saved me at a young age and he has shown me so many things that even when I believed him, it was blind faith in the beginning. But even if I wanted to be an atheist, I can't be an atheist. Because I would have to lie to myself that I didn't see him give women who couldn't have babies, babies. If I didn't see him heal someone with stage 4 cancer, completely healed from cancer. Come on. If I didn't see him when I needed finances and he was a provider for me. These are stepping stones that our faith is meant to build upon. So we don't live in a place of blind faith. It starts out in blind faith. But that blind faith then begins to build and progress on a God who does things that we can see. You can't see the wind, but the wind can knock over some things. And so this morning, I want to close out this series. I want to close out this series just with a challenge to you. Are you believing God? Yes, you're a follower. You're here. But are you a believer? Do you truly believe that God can make a way? And I challenge you to extend your faith. I told you that this month is a month where God told me that he was going to do the supernatural in the lives of those who are here. And we've been hearing testimony after testimony. Will you jump into the flow? Will you believe that God is able? Will you put your thing in his hand? Whatever it is that you are facing. Don't come to the conclusion by yourself that he doesn't want to do it before you test him, before you try him, before you seek him and you ask him. You've heard what I've preached. You've heard what I've said. I've shared testimony after testimony over these weeks. And today, I just, I'm going to pray for you in a moment before we move forward. But I want you to just close your eyes now. Close your eyes, everybody in this place. And I want you to picture that thing, that thing, yep, that thing that just popped into your mind. The challenging thing that you feel is something that is impossible the challenging thing that has been bothering you the challenging thing that you have been facing and I just want you to see Jesus right there with you that he's with you and he's able God is able to fix that thing right there he's able to do it so I'm going to pray for you in a moment and and you can just feel free uh, if you wish to stretch your hands to the Lord in this moment and you're stretching your hands to him while with your eyes still bowed and you're saying god you're just saying god i just need you to move in this thing and i just want to agree in faith with you whatever it is that you are in need of that god is able to resolve it give you the strength to be able to handle it in faith you can lift those hands where you are if that's your desire god i'm just so thankful for those who are here 
Lord God, every hand that is lifted, every person, Lord, who is extending their faith even now. Lord, you know what it is that you're facing. Lord, you know what they're going through. And God, I just pray right now, right now in Jesus' name, that you would meet them at the point of their needs. Show yourself strong in their lives because you are able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think. So I pray, Lord God, for the miraculous, for the supernatural, God, for notable things in their life, for notable things in their life, so that they will know, Lord God, they will know that it is you that came through and that no one will get the glory but you, oh God. And so I thank you and I give you praise right now. I give you glory for not only hearing, but I give you glory for answering this prayer in the mighty name of Jesus somebody say amen now give God praise in this moment come on give God praise in this moment come on give God praise in this moment as you go to your seats